you all this morning. Um, and it's such an exciting day today for the Harvest Church family. We're going to be welcoming um, Rob into eldership here. So, um, yes, what a joy to be here. What a great day. Um, when we were praying this morning, we had such a sense of expectation for God to speak into this morning. So I'd encourage each of you to take that on and just be expecting to hear from God. And if you do have any contributions, please find Andrew, who's responsible elder, and myself at the front. We'd love to find a space for you to be heard. Children, um, you will be coming back up. Um, so hopefully someone will remember to instruct all parents to go collect your children. We think it's really important for them to share in this with us today. So we'll be going to get them up. I'm going to hand over to Nathan, who's going to lead us in worship. Wonderful. Thank you, Jess. Morning, everyone. Let's stand to our feet. I just want to encourage you, just where you are, as we stand to our feet, maybe just to close your eyes. Maybe you just want to just lift your arms out like this or, or up high and just kind of, just a fresh sense of saying, Lord, at the start of this morning, whatever's happened up until this point, I want to now come and fix my eyes on you. I want to receive what you have for me, but I also want to just fix my eyes on you. Lift my eyes, Lord. I'm just going to pray for us. Lord God, we are here to worship you and here to lift your name up. And Lord God, we, we come with all of our mess and we come, Lord God, with, with everything, all the muddles of our life, Lord God, and we bring it to you at the start of this morning and say, God, would you lift our eyes from that to you? Would you help us to see you for who you are, the king on the throne, the one who has given himself in love on the cross? Help us, Lord God, to come and now receive your grace and to praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Amen. Sing, we will sing and shout, yeah. 
better than a grace that washes all our shame away. Washes all our shame away. What could be better than your great love? What could be better than a grace that leads us home and makes a way? What could be better than your great love? We will sing and shout, sing and shout. Open up our hearts and pour your praises out. We will sing and shout, sing and shout. you Lord we sing and shout our praises to you say you're worthy you're worthy of all our praises Lord God we love you mighty God
pity angels beheld him. In pity angels beheld him and came from the world of light to comfort him in the sorrows. He bore for my soul and night. He took my sins. He took my sins and my sorrows He made them His very own He bore the burden of Calvary And suffered and died alone Singing how marvelous Children, you are now going to head downstairs. We hope you have a wonderful last week together. Enjoy your groups. Thank you, leaders, for blessing our children and blessing our families. We really appreciate each of you. There's something amazing. I love singing that song that we just sung. There's something amazing. We're just declaring just the... Just the beauty of salvation, just the wonder that God's done in us. And it just bursts out of us sometimes, doesn't it? We're going to sing this song 
Now, we've probably not sung for a little while, but it's called, You Are Good, You Are Good When There's Nothing Good In Me. And it says, You Are Love, You Are Love on display for all to see. I just, as we sing this song, I just pray that actually God will just come and do something in us. As we sing of the salvation that he's won for us, that actually his love would just come and shine through us as well. Through this week ahead, that his love would come and shine through us. Will sing no other. 
heart will sing. My heart will sing. No other name. Jesus. Jesus. My heart will sing. No other name. Jesus. Jesus. My heart will sing. No other name, Jesus, Jesus, my heart will sing, no other name, Jesus, music going and we might come back to that chorus just this morning in my quiet time I was reading Romans 8 uh, which obviously is a magnificent chapter and two verses really stood out the very first verse therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and the very last verse verse 39 neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. No condemnation, no separation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, John Stott called that, I think, two pillows on which to rest our weary heads, these verses. No condemnation, no separation from the love of God, no condemnation for all who are in Christ Jesus. So there is a condition. Are you in Christ Jesus? Which you can be. Put your faith in Him, give it your life to Him. Say, Jesus, I want you as my Lord and Saviour. I'm not going to keep trying my own way. I'm going to go your way. Many of us in this room will have done that perhaps many years ago. In my case, it is many years ago. But we need to keep coming back to these two wonderful pillows, as John Stott recommends us to do. There is therefore now no condemnation, no condemnation in any form for those who are in Christ Jesus, because Jesus is the answer to every condemnation. He's born our sins and our sorrows and our griefs in his own body on the cross and there will be nothing that's able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord no separation so when we sing this chorus again as I'm going to ask us to do when we're focusing on Jesus let's just thank him let it pour out from your heart nothing else of course there's no other name because there's no other way in which that could be applied to your life only through in Jesus Christ. My heart will sing. My heart. 
this moment, Lord, as we declare the name of Jesus, the only name that can save, we say, come. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come and move amongst us. Come and have your way. There's no separation, no condemnation. Come, Lord. Come, Lord, come move in our hearts where there are blockages. Come and take them out. Let us see Jesus. Let us see Jesus. Let us see Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Come, let us see Jesus. Let us see Jesus. Let us see Jesus. Your grace is enough, more than I need. At your word I will believe. I'll wait for you. Draw Spirit, make me new, and I will fall at your feet. I will fall at 
pray together. Father, we're thrilled. We're thrilled to receive your love. We're thrilled to know your grace, your unconditional love. And what a privilege it is to be brought into your family, loved by you, Father God. (laughs) How wonderful so good. And we want to say thank you, Father. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you bring us into your family and you call us children, love children of yours. You give us a new identity, a new purpose, a new way of living. (laughs) Give us everything we need. And we want to say we are thrilled. We are so thrilled. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Amen. Amen. Please uh, take your seats if you haven't already. Thank you, band. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Well, uh, if you're a guest with us, hi, my name's Andrew. I'm one of the leaders here in Harvest Church, and it's great to be together. Uh, today, we're having an unusual day. Uh, day I love it happened a bit more frequently, to be honest, where we're going to recognize somebody as an elder, that is, as a leader in the church here uh, in Harvest Church. And Uh, Because we're doing that, we've invited John Groves, who is part of the apostolic team who serve our church, uh, to come and to lead us through in that. And as part of that, he's going to preach. John's based at Hope Church in Winchester, and he's part of uh, the commission uh, family. He's part of the leadership team of the commission family of churches of which we're a part. And that's an apostolic movement of churches, so a family of churches together on a mission. Uh, which we choose to be a part of. And so, John, we receive you as that gift to us. We're so grateful uh, for you and Marion coming today. Thank you so much. Please come and bring God's word to us and lead us through. Similar to scuba diving, getting ready to preach. (laughs) Not that I've ever done scuba diving. Uh, It is... Great to be with you this morning and uh, loved uh, just being part of your worship. We're going to, it's going to be a fairly short word, but I I hope it's an important one and I I hope it's helpful. We're going to uh, be praying for Rob uh, later and uh, and Rob and Clem and actually we're all getting involved in, in some way or other. I'll lead you through that later on. But before we get there, I want to talk about what I've called happy healthy leaders and a happy, healthy church. Um, And actually, I want to briefly, as I say, only in 20 minutes, look at a very important subject, the subject of leadership and authority, a subject that can be absolutely fraught with dangers because we live in a world where there is an intense scrutiny of uh, leaders and how they use and abuse their authority Um, And I'm afraid, you know, it's very current, isn't it? There's a real uh, breakdown of trust in leadership. And yet at the same time, there is a real need for leadership uh, in every 
area of life, I would say. Sadly, the church generally, uh, all churches really, I don't think any stream of or denomination has been uh, 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 exempt from this. The church has also got caught up often in this same crisis. So there have been our own scandals. There are many abuses of leadership. Historically, I've sadly had to come across a few and help in church circles. And some are, I haven't had to deal with, thankfully, are very, very serious and very significant. So there's a similar weakening of trust in, even in leadership in churches. So we have a problem. We have a crisis, um, which seems to be everywhere. So what is the answer? Well, I'm going to give it to you in 15 minutes. How's that? <laughs> what is the answer? Well, for those of us who have put our faith in Jesus and want to obey him, seriously as our Lord and Saviour. The answer is actually quite simple. It really is. It's simple. It's not so simple to do, but the answer is simple. You do what the Bible tells you to do. Seriously. You do what the Bible tells you to do. When you're in leader mode, and many of us are in leader mode in all sorts of contexts. Obviously, we're going to particularly pray for elders in a minute, for an elder in a moment, but when you're in leader mode in any context, you do what the Bible says to leaders. And when you are being led, and we all should be in that position as well, we all, including, say, the elders of this church, they all, we all should be at some point under somebody else who speaks into our life and gives direction or, or, or leadership, spiritual leadership. And actually, when we're in that mode, we do what the Bible says to people receiving leadership. And if we actually wear the right hat at the right time, as the Bible explains it to us and tells us, actually, quite bluntly in a way, you'll see in a moment, if we do the right thing at the right time, we will have a very successful and fruitful situation where leadership is able to lead and people are able to respond well and things go forward healthily and properly. So today, as we set Robin as the new elder here, as part of the oversight and spiritual leadership of the whole church here, um, we're going to take that simple, straightforward approach over these next few minutes. Um, and so I'm going to start off by something which in this context is what the Bible says to the elders here, to Rob, <laughs> to Andrew, to Nathan, and to Sean. But as I want to keep emphasizing, what are the principles I'm, I'm going to go through are applying to all spiritual leadership, not just to the elders, to men and women in leadership roles in God's, uh, amongst God's people. And so if you're in any form of leadership in this church or maybe a visitor elsewhere, please hear, I guess, what God wants to say to you this morning when we're going through this. And on the other hand, as I've said, all of us should at some point be under spiritual authority, looking to receive direction and guidance, help, care, Let's hear that as well in a few minutes. So let's first of all talk to the elders here this morning. So this is to the elders. I'd like you to put up, please, um, to the elders, 1 Peter 5, 1 to 4, if you've got that one. You haven't? You haven't got any of the PowerPoints? Oh, okay, sorry. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll just read it through to you. So 1 Peter 5, verses 1 to 4. I'll read it carefully because you can't read it yourselves at the moment. 
So, to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. Not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Let's just highlight it. If you've got your Bibles open or your tablets or phones, I think it's good to be looking at it. Uh, So just have 1 Peter 5 verses 1 to 4 there in front of you. Because essentially I'm just going to highlight it. Spiritual leaders are essentially shepherding God's flock. So people are never your people. My people. They're never your people. They're God's people. They're God's flock. You have an entrustment from the living God. That is fundamental. This is something God entrusts you with, and God holds you accountable for it, and God wants to communicate with you about it. It's very important because people can drift into thinking, these are my people, and, uh, you know, that can be affectionate to a degree, which may be okay, but it can be rather too possessive and inappropriate. We are entrusted with God's flock. They don't belong to us. There is a fundamental sense in which God has ultimate responsibility for the people you lead, you guys here. Um, That is both humbling, like the point I've made, but it's actually encouraging. Ultimately, they're God's responsibility. Ultimately, people are answerable and accountable to God for their own lives. They will give an account of themselves. You will give an account of yourself. And your account will include the entrustment God gave you here, perhaps, at Harvest Church. But actually, people are responsible for their own choices and decisions. And they will answer to God for them, for themselves. And we need to remember that in every context. Well, the essence of the job is to care for those. It says, under your care, watching over them. So there is a sense in which the shepherding picture is throughout the Bible, applied to leadership. Shepherding is fundamentally making sure the flock are fed, making sure they're protected from wolves, that they're united, secure, they're not, uh, you know, butting each other, if you like. General concern for the well-being, full-rounded well-being, physical, mental, spiritual, of course, of the flock. It's a great model, and it's fundamental to spiritual leadership caring and watching over. Serve willingly is the phrase. Serve them, not because because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. We should only do what we feel God has actually opened the door for and that God has called us to. And that does apply at a number of any level, really. Don't take on a role in the church or a role in leading the church for ambitious reasons, selfish ambitious reasons, but also not out of just duty or because I need to or because I'm asked to and nobody else will do it. That isn't really the fund. I mean, there might be a practical angle sometimes. There are, there's a call made for a leadership role in the church and there's an element of practical, no, you know, they need someone. Maybe, and that can provoke you, but then seek God because when you do it, do it willingly and do it because you believe God's called you to it. 
ultimately, that's a privilege. We're answerable to God. And it's also sobering and worth remembering all the way through. And uh, it says, as you're willing, God wants you to be not pursuing dishonest gain. Well, that's basically true. I mean, probably in this context, it's not a major issue. But of course, some forms of spiritual leadership do are exploitative financially. I don't, I don't feel that's the big issue here. Bless you. So that's good. But let's keep on. But eager to serve. So we're, we're serving with what we do. It's a strange tension. It's Jesus demonstrated best of all servant leadership. We we serve the church by leading it, and it is quite something to get your head round. But sometimes we can mess it up and think, well, serving it means I'm like, if you like, everybody's servant. No, no, God's your boss, and you serve the people on behalf of God. So it's a tension where you uh, serve. By leading. Yes, thank you. Whoever put that right. Uh, the next one slide along is what we're actually looking at. Thank you. There we go. Three. Uh, so you serve by, by leading. And actually, you're just in time. No, not quite yet. I want one more. It says, not lording it over those entrusted to you. That is a very important one. No leader, elder, spiritual leader is entitled to lord it over those entrusted to you. That is a magnificent sentence, phrase. If that was truly heeded by spiritual leaders in our day and through the last 2,000 years, if we truly obeyed that, we would have ironed out a huge percentage of the problems. Not all of them, but a massive number. Why don't we do what the Bible says? I think sometimes we get so complicated and so, I don't know, refined in our arguments about leadership. Don't lord it over those entrusted to you. The answer's there. <laughs> it's, they're not your people. You can't lord it over them. Being an example to the flock. So uh, one of our big leadership gifts or guy, um, tools, is a better word, is our example that we actually say, really, I'm asking you to do what I do. And I know I'm not perfect, but let's all go and pray. Let's share our faith. Let's give our money. Let's, let's study our Bibles. But I'm doing that as well. That's, I, 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 this is how we try and manage our homes. It's all very much tied in with example. That doesn't put a pressure on you guys unhealthily. Some of the example is how you handle the ups and downs that that sort of life throws up. Financial, family. It, it's just this is how we as followers of Jesus live life. It's very important. Now I do want to go into the next one. Briefly, the next slide, to draw something out. Slightly uh, draw it out from there. Because there's one more before we move on to the other half of this. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. This is sort of the other side of the coin, but it's worth just using it as a sign-off on this first half. Leaders, speak the word of God to your people. The word of God is your main authority. It's not actually your inherent personality that has authority or even your role. I'm an elder, so I... It's not primarily that. You actually have to bring the word. Is that what God's saying to this church? Is that what God's saying to that individual? So even in your prayers for people and counsel to people, try and have a word base because it's our main authority to speak the word of God and our example of our lives, which we've already touched on, and we must be uh, men of faith. Those of you here leading this church, you know, we need to be men of faith. Now, 
men and women of faith, I'm broadening out for leadership. We, if we're leading God's people, we need to be people of faith. Right, let's move on quickly to the church. I want to say this to Harvest Church and for God to speak to you from his word. Uh, but it, again, applies widely. So if you're just visiting, you could take it on board and think about it. So let's see what God says, the Bible says, to us. Just a few verses. Let's go on to the next one. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 to 13. Thank you. We ask you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. Now, see, what I'm saying is happy, healthy people, happy, healthy church, happy, healthy leaders. We do the right stuff, as God says it. It works very, very well. So we've, we've just talked about the leaders. Now we're talking about those of us being led, which I say applies to all of us in some ways. But in this context, it's like Harvest Church here, the people who make up this church. So we ask you, God asks you to respect those who labor among you and are over you. Let's start with respect. Let's respect, guys. Don't, don't you know, it's their ideas. Why are they doing this? No, no, let's ditch our British cynicism. Ditch our grumpy selfishness, which don't do Britain. It's every human being on the planet, probably. But ditch our selfishness and our grumpy. And let's, let's bring some respect to prayer cons and consultation discussion. Recognize that God has appointed these people. Remember the first half. They're God's uh, under-shepherds for our good and to serve us, to build us up, to care for us, to equip us, to protect us, the things we looked at earlier. So respect them and show love towards them. Esteem them very highly in love. It's <laughs> quite interesting, isn't it? Show love. And now actually, we're not going to read this one. Well, uh, I think I will, so I won't go ahead. I've got it. Uh, it's coming up next. But there is another bit about praying for them. That's what I was going to say, but we'll see it in a moment. So respect them and show love towards them. Be prepared to accept admonition. That means warning or correction. Uh, you know, they don't just have to be fluffy and cuddly. And, you know, we are actually in a culture which is ridiculous in it. You can't just say hard things to each other. I don't want it to be hard. Just, just talk like, like that's not wise. Don't do that. That's, that's not how a follower of Jesus would behave. We have to be able to speak like that to each other in the church with great love on both sides. But there will be admonition times. There will be correction times. There will be direction times. That doesn't alter this attitude. It will work well if both parties are aware of the, the heart attitude when those things need to be done or said. Esteem them highly because they work. Be at peace among yourselves. <laughs> it makes their job a lot easier if there's unity and love between you. Uh, and so a united flock is, is, is a joy to lead and it's much easier to lead. Now we will go on to the last one, thank you. And we'll, we'll quickly notice the one we mentioned before, because there's a, a receiving side for that one. Hebrews 13 verse 7, that we actually do expect to receive the word of God from them. We don't come along thinking, well, it's just Andrew's opinion, just Rob's opinion. We sort of think, well, I'm coming, I belong to this church, these are my shepherds, 
I expect to get something from God this morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm in sort of expectation that God will use their sermon or their words or their instructions to speak to me. So we give them a sporting chance of hitting the target because we open up enough <laughs> to say, well, you know, I, I, I'm in faith for that. And obviously, imitating their faith is a valid, you know, if, if they're leading us out in a faith venture, let's try and line up with it. Yes, you can talk, you can discuss, you can say, I don't know that I understand that or agree with that. that of course, we can be real. But in the end, if you get the thing, then put your shoulder, faith shoulder, behind what they're calling you to. So let's follow their faith. Let's read the rest of it. Have confidence in your leaders. Submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy and not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. And then I added that last verse, which is a little further down because it's written by a leader. Pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. So the leader briefly says, if you like, the writer Look, we're trying to do our half of the bargain. <laughs> That's what he's sort of saying, isn't it? We're sure we have a clear conscience before God, desire to live honorably every way. Please pray for us. Please pray for us. So I think praying, let's start with that one. It's not matter what order it's in. It's important to pray for this eldership team and their families, their wives and families, and really encourage you to do that. And it's also... Um, Again, let's take it beyond the eldership. It's also a good principle elsewhere. I mean, if you're uh, leading a worship team or you lead a ministry in the church, children, youth, I mean, it's good for those on your team to be aware that's a pressure. Pray for the leader. Pray for each other. Pray together. Prayer is an important part of it. And one or two things to pick out the earlier verses as well. It says, uh, follow their example, submit to their leadership. Now, that's a, uh, to their authority. That's a not a comfortable word to our ears, a bit cultural issue, um, but it's fine. This is a word to those under authority. It's not, remember what the word to the, those in authority was. It was don't lord it over them. So you put the right hat on. When you're the elder, when you're the leader, your hat is don't lord it over them. They're God's people. It's not your place to lord it over them. You cannot make them submit to you, nor should you even try to make them submit to you. By the way, this also applies to marriages, what I'm saying. For those of you who know Ephesians 5, it's, it's what bit speaks to you. What bit speaks to you? Quick aside, in a marriage, the wife will be listening to verses in Ephesians 5. The man should be listening to certain verses in Ephesians and they shouldn't be swapping just by the way, you can sort that out yourselves later. Um, this one is for us as a church. So, yeah, they are their bit, this lot, the elders we're going to pray. They're not to lord it over you. When we're the flock receiving it, our thing is can we submit? Can we give them our, our, our following? Give, sort of commit to the course they're asking us to. Respond positively. Can we find more a comfortable word? But it's basically something you choose to do. You choose to submit. Now, this should apply to any church you belong to. Once you've found the right church for you, where you feel God's led you, and you feel you can respect the leaders, I know that that, that does compromise it. Let's start with where it should be. Where you can respect, where they're not lording it over you, then you make their job a joy by being ready to submit to them, ready to follow their lead, essentially. And that's what makes it much more effective. It doesn't become a burden 
They're not actually trying to herd cats. They're leading sheep. Uh, so, you know, it, sorry, the analogy. <laughs> but that does make it easier. So if we do our bit properly, it will be a joyful thing to lead us in what God is calling us to. Because it says, for that would be of no benefit. It's no benefit to any of us for it to become uh, a tug of war and a, and a battle of wills. Now, I know you say, well, this is ideal. Yeah, of course it is. What else do you aim at? But I, it's also the word of God. And so it's not John Groves. The living God is saying to the elders what I read earlier and to us what I've just read. That's God's word. It's God's message. God is speaking through his word. What does God want to say to you as a leader? I've just said it. What does God want to say to you as someone who's, just, who's lead, being led? Well, I've just said it. That's exactly what God wants to say to you. And say it with utter 100% conviction. Utter confidence. Because it's the word of God. <laughs> so as we hear that and respond in obedience and faith, we will be a happy, healthy church with happy, healthy leaders. We're going to pray for one of them in a minute. Over to you, Andrew. Thank you so much, John. Thank you so much, John. That's uh, cool. quite provocative, isn't it? I, th I think we should actually just pause and pray for one another before we move on from there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead us in prayer, but why don't you join me in this prayer, asking God to help us be that people. So, Father, we want to thank you for your word. And as we receive your word today, we ask, Lord, help us not to just let it bounce off and disappear into the ether. But help us to take it with faith and apply it into each of our lives. Give us grace to do so, Father. We know some of these things are challenging. Help us, us, help us though, Lord, to be the people you've called us to be. Because we want to bring you great glory and honour and praise through how we live and through who we are. So bless us, Lord, we ask. Help us, Father. In Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Amen. Now, we're actually going to have a break at this moment because parents, we're going to ask you, please, will you go and don't go quite yet, but please, will you in a moment, go and get your children and come back. If you haven't got children you need to collect, you've got five minutes, go and talk to somebody. Why not even go and talk to somebody you don't know or turn around and talk to the person behind you. And uh, uh, so chaos will uh, ensue for the next five minutes and hopefully we'll gather back in five minutes' time and continue our time. So parents, please go and collect your children from children's work. Thank them for looking after the children. Bless them and come back with your kids, please. Thank you. Okay, children, it's great having you back. Thank you so much for coming up and missing part of your children's work for this. It's, um, it's such an important day that we wanted to have everybody back in the room. So children, thank you for coming and joining us. Uh, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, this man next to me is called John. If you haven't met him, he's from a church in Winchester and he oversees our church. He cares for our church. Um, within our family of churches called Commission. So John's going to lead us through now uh, praying for Rob That's as good. an elder. Thank you. Thank you.
Well, it's lovely to have you with us, children, young people who are back, uh, all of you. Um, what we're doing today is quite important because the, the elders, as we call them, which is the name used in the Bible, for those who are the team of, of, of men leading the church, those elders are sort of like a fatherly figure in the church. They sort of look after it and oversee it. And uh, there's all sorts of leadership going on in the church. Men and women are leading different things, you know, for your children. You've just had some people helping you and leading you in the children's work. And they all do very, very well and do their work. But the sort of overall umbrella of prayer and protection and help and direction is the eldership. And there's Andrew uh, and there's Nathan and there's Sean. And now there's going to be Rob joining that team. So, Rob, could you come up and join me? Thank you. How can I have a, could you bring a microphone with you? Not that it's going to be a very long speech, as you know. <laughs> what, um, what I do like to do on occasions like this, great to have you, Rob. <laughs> We've met Rob, Rob and Clem. And uh, Marion and Clem have shared diabetic information. <laughs> you don't mind me saying that, do you? No, no, you don't mind, do you? It's natural. It, there's a little connection there. Both got a little sensor on their arm. Um, so uh, we have got to know Rob and Clem, so it's lovely. But it is a joy to be here to see Rob set in as an elder. I think he'll be a wonderful addition to the eldership team. Rob and Clem to the broader uh, uh, sort of leadership team, if you like, husbands and uh, elders and wives. It, wonderful asset. And it's, it's always good to see these people as a gift from the risen Lord Jesus. That's what Ephesians 4 tells us, that uh, the, the people that are sort of leaders, if you like, Ephesians 4, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, they're a gift from Jesus to build his church, equip it, protect it, all the things we've briefly talked about today. So this guy's a gift from the risen Lord Jesus for you, and uh, I hope you receive him joyfully. So as we, uh, so I do have, a, I like to do this as a sort of charge both ways. So I'm going to give a, a charge to Rob uh, with regards to his responsibilities. And then I'll come to you if you belong to Harvest Church. This is really for those who are members here. Just so that we both all agree together that we're in, we're in on this. We agree with this. So here's my charge to you, Rob. Rob, are you willing to serve this church, Harvest Church, as an elder to shepherd this flock, God's flock, with care and diligence, not to lord it over them, but to lead them by example and through the authority of God's word. Are you prepared to do that? Yes. Thank you. Good. If you are a member of Harvest Church, would you stand? If you're not, you're a visitor, it's quite appropriate you don't stand, so that's fine, because this is the flock that Rob, uh, for, for this season, will be uh, leading as an elder part of the team. So I'm going to ask you, church... You're not going to have a microphone, but unless you don't want to, I'd like to hear a yes from you, reasonably enthusiastic, if possible. Okay? So, Harvest Church, do you receive Rob as an elder of this church? So, will you endeavor to make Rob's task a joy and not a burden, to respect his leadership and receive his ministry to you in faith? Will you do that? Yes. Thank you. Praise the Lord, you can sit down. <laughs> so um, we're going to ask, to start with, uh, Andrew, Sean, and Nathan to join us. And we're, the four of us will pray for Rob. Then we're going to go down there, I think. We won't have space up here, will we? We'll bring wives up. Yeah. Okay, could you guys come up, you three? And bring your, oh, you've got your microphone. 
So uh, we're just going to pray for Rob. Uh, this is an important role. As, as I said, or as we saw, this is a, Rob's accountable to Jesus for this. Um, so we want God to help him and strengthen him, and we thank God for him. You guys just lead on and pray, and I'll finish off. Father, we want to thank you just for the gift that Rob is to us as a church, Lord God. We thank you just for the blessing that they've been, uh, him and Clem, over the last few years and getting to know them. Thank you for the friends that they are. And thank you for their faith, Lord God. Thank you for Rob's faith in you. Thank you for just the love that he has for you and, and his diligence and faithfulness. Thank you for that just being so displayed. And uh, as we spent a day together as a team on Thursday, I was just kind of reminded of just that qualifications in 1 Timothy and just reading through it and just just a, a, a feeling of just God saying, yeah, I delight over you, Rob, and I've built in your character up to this point uh, that there's a reason why I've put that in your character to lead this church. And Lord, I just pray that Rob at this point would know a freshness and an impartation of your spirit, Lord, to lead uh, humbly and to leave, Lord, uh, to lead, Lord God, in, in a way which serves this church well. I pray give him faith, faith for the journey ahead, Lord God. Where hardships come, I pray give him faith to hold on to you, Lord God, and to, to remain in you. And just pray, yeah, just your blessing upon him as he takes on this role. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yeah. Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit to rest upon Rob in more wonderful ways, more dramatic and powerful ways. Lord, I pray that he would just know more of the fruit welling up in his life as he looks to serve you uh, in Harvest Church and beyond, Lord. I pray that you bless him, Clem, and their family, Lord, with that they might know more of your love, that they might know more of your presence. Lord, we thank you that you are such a loving, heavenly Father, that you lavish your gifts upon us. And we thank you, Lord, for Rob as he's joining us on uh, the eldership team, Lord, may he be such a blessing to this church that may you know, folk know that he loves them dearly. And may it just well out of him that, uh, yeah, that, that love and that desire to, uh, to serve well, Lord. Amen. So, Rob, we commission you as an elder of Harvest Church. We pray God's anointing on you to serve as an under-shepherd of Christ Jesus. Uh, this church, each and every one of us, to be part of this team of elders, to work together in harmony, to bless, empower, equip, release this body of believers to be all that we are called to be. So we pray, Lord, your anointing to fall on Rob now. Anoint him by your spirit. Anoint him, Lord. Fall now. We'll just receive the spirit as he comes on you to a fresh anointing to serve this church. Bless you, Rob, in Jesus' name. Bless you with all that you need in Christ Jesus. With every spiritual blessing. <laughs> with the ability to serve even when uh, things are tough. To lead even when it's not so clear to 
gather well, to serve well. Oh God, more of your anointing on this man in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we agree. Lord, we pray for anointing for this task in this church at this time. We know this dear man has led effectively in many other walks of life, other churches, I believe. But Lord, we're looking for your anointing for this occasion, for this time, this season. And Lord, I thank you that you've brought him here and Clem here. Thank you, Lord, for the timeliness. Thank you for the uh, gifting and the character of this dear man. And Lord, I pray that there'll be a, a Holy Spirit sort of supercharged to what you've already given him, that it won't be like, well, that was just a little formality. But even after today, there'll be a fresh uh, energy, a fresh power, and a fresh authority in just leading this church along the, with the other team, the other guys on the team. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going we're to come down there, and we'd like... Uh, Clem, you to join uh, Rob, Marin, join me. We'll have, I, I hope I get all the wives in the right order. Emma, I think it's Andrew, yeah, I know. Jules, is Jules around or would you blame Oh, there she is, Nathan. And Helen, yeah, sorry. Oh, I got them in the right. Got right husbands linked up with the right wives. Quite proud of myself, right? Um, we're just going uh, to, we're going to, um, we're going to sort of pray on behalf of the church because there's a little bit of a time problem, isn't there? If you, all were praying and with the children here and everything. And not every one of you, dear ladies, needs to feel a pressure you've got to pray, but you can pray. And I suggest we're going to pray for, for these two together and for their family and their extended family. It's lovely to have some of them here this morning. So can I encourage you to be in a prayer mode for them as we pray? Uh, and you just grab the mic and hand it around. Um, and you'll sort of join us, I hope. And then maybe we'll try and... Um, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do at the end, but I'll maybe try and involve you some way. <laughs> I don't know. Right, let's see. Let's pray, please. Father, we do thank you um, for Rob and Clem. We thank you for their marriage. We thank you for the relationship they share with one another and the relationship they share with you. And we're so grateful, God, for Rob's willingness to step up into this role of elder um, in our church and for Clem's willingness to release him to do that, God, and all that will mean for their family. God, we're excited, um, but we know that it's, um, it's a change for them, and we know that it's a lot of responsibility that he's going to take on and that Clem's going to feel the effects of that. So I just pray for grace for her, God. I pray for um, strength for her to support him and to love him and to enable him to be able to take on this role. God, I pray um, that it would be good for their marriage, God, that as they seek to love the church and, and love the people here, God, that it would help them to love one another better and love their family better and serve their neighbors and their friends better and um, that, that the taking on of this, God, would draw them closer together and draw them closer to you. And we're so excited and so grateful, um, God, for them and just pray your hand would be on them, your anointing would be on them. You would just um, release them to um, step into this role, God, that they would know great peace and great joy um, as they step into this, God. We love you. We thank you for Jesus. I just want to read from Psalm 68. 
sing to the Lord, sing praises to his name. Lift up a song to him who rides through the desert. His name is the Lord, exalt before him. Father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God in his holy habitation. God settles the solitary in a home. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a parched land. O God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth quaked. The heavens poured down rain before God, the one of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. Rain in abundance, O God, you shed abroad. You restore your inheritance as it languished. Your flock found a dwelling in it. In your goodness, O God, you provide for the needy. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are such an incredible God. And you're the reason that we're here today. And I do thank you that Rob and Clem have got your heart, your heart to serve, your heart to care. I pray that you would strengthen them, encourage them, provide for them and meet their needs. Lord Jesus, bless them. Amen. Jesus, I, I really want to thank you for this, this whole team. Yes. Father, I just thank you what a great team they are. Lord, how they just complement each other so well and, 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 and dovetail together. Lord, thank you for them, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for what I believe, Lord, that the blessing they are already and as they go forward will be to this church. Lord, I pray for your grace upon them. I just pray for, for the wives, Lord, um, just to be able to, to, to support, Lord, to wear that wife hat in a way. Lord, to be able to support and, and give their all. But Lord, just know your grace to be able at times to, to adjust and to say, to say no. Lord, that is just so releasing in you that, there is grace at times to say to say no. I thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you particularly, Lord, just for bringing um, Rob and Clem here and Lord, for, for dovetailing them in. Lord, I thank you for their, their years of, of wisdom and, and experience that they bring. Um, I, I just feel it's a bit like Jesus talked about that wise scribes that bring out of their storeroom something new and something old and father i pray you will just increase their ability to to do that in this season lord out of their experience and wisdom lord they'd be able to to bring your truth to bring your word uh to bring your wisdom Lord, to, to, this, to any situation that they touch. But Lord, I, I, I pray you will anoint it in a new way. Lord, it won't be done as it perhaps was in the past. Lord, I pray you will anoint your word, Lord, your wisdom in them, in a new and fresh way in the Holy Spirit and apply it. Bring target application to, to the situation they find themselves in now. Lord, give them grace again to say, to know what to pick up, what to, what to lay down. 
Lord, give them grace, I pray, Lord, in this, in this season, Lord, to, to work with all their hearts at what they truly have grace and ability for. And, Lord, just to dovetail that into this amazing team that you've put here. Thank you, Lord. Bless them abundantly, I pray. Thank you, Meg. Right, you stay here, all of you. I, I know what I want to do. I'd like you, if you're part of Harvest Church, you know, it doesn't matter if you are or not for this bit, I'd like you to, as orderly as you can, to get out of your chairs and bunch around. Come on, come, uh, let's get a bit more physically close. You're all going to pray for the whole team together. So don't be scared. I'm not going to suddenly make you do something weird. But I would like these gaps filled in. So just come forward, and if you can come as close as you like, unless you're uh, uh, genuinely nervous of being close. So I don't mean that in a mocking way. I know there is infection around, but we've got to trust somewhere. <laughs> so right, uh, so I want to break it all up and then bring you in close. So it's more like you're gathering round the team, okay? Physically gathering round. That's the point. You're okay. We're all reasonably happy where we are. Now, I would like you to raise your voices together and articulate in your own way prayers for no, not only Rob and Clem, but the whole team, but just, just pray your own prayers for them. So I hope we'll have a reasonably loud murmur and we won't be listening to each other. So let's pray for this team. Come on, let's ask God to bless them. Go for it all together. Lord, we ask your blessing. protection. Satan is, doesn't like uh, churches and he doesn't like church leaders. So let's pray for the Holy Spirit to protect and be over these dear couples and their families. Lord, keep them from the evil one. Don't let them be led into temptation. Lord, I pray for your protection. It's all right. I don't mind being on the microphone, but I want you guys to pray as well. I'm, I'm sort of articulating my prayer. Lord, I pray may your spirit hover over Yeah, Father God, I thank you um, for the elders, I thank you for the wives, and I pray that you'll continue to bless them um, as they continue to um, look to you and how they um, lead and serve the church. Father, I pray that um, they'll get a fresh sense of your spirit each and every morning, Lord, that um, a fresh direction of where, where, where your desire is for them to lead this church. I pray that you'll protect them, um, give them wisdom and guidance for the days and um, weeks ahead. May they... Um, always um, seek to look to you and um, find comfort in you, Lord. And I pray that you'll help us as a church to um, submit to their leadership, Lord, as um, John was speaking earlier, to be um, a good flock um, that follows the leadership of um, the elders and the wider team, Lord. I pray that um, 
Yeah, you'll help us to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap for this little team. Come on, let's give them a clap. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Well, that's the end of the meeting. I've already broken it up, so there you go. <laughs> Sorry, just as John brings us to a conclusion, say there will be refreshments served about quarter past 12-ish. Head back in here if you've got your picnic lunch, and let's enjoy our lunch together. If you're here and you didn't bring a picnic lunch but would like some food, we have some additional sandwich platters out which we'll bring out about quarter past 12 as well. So do stick around regardless. That would be wonderful. Let's enjoy this time together. And folks, please don't forget, tonight we're gathering again for Encounter 7.30 here in the building. Opportunity to just spend an hour enjoying and delighting in God. Thank you so much. And thank you, John.